Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. and welcome to another episode of Pat's Chat UK. On this episode, I don't have Jake with me, but I have drafted in an adequate replacement, I'm sure you'll find. He's a sports journalist covering the New England Patriots for Pat's Pulpit of SB Nation, and you can hear him on the Patriot Nation podcast. He's one of my favourite followers on Twitter, it's Ryan Spagnoli. Spags, my man, how are you? I'm doing well, man, how are you? Yeah, good. We were just uh, talking off there, off air about my me and my non-COVID COVID symptoms <laughs> um, that have been p- picked up from the little one. But yeah, apart from that, the family is safe and well and good to go for another day tomorrow when it comes. Good. Glad to hear that. Yes. Uh, happy to be here. I uh, love the support out in the UK. I, I always appreciate it. Like I told you off the air, I got family out in Ireland that uh, obviously a little bit ways away from you, but um, always appreciate the support out there. It's, uh, it's definitely a, a special fan group with worldwide presence for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think the Patriots Nation um, travels worldwide as far as I'm aware, and they're definitely strong here in the UK, that's for sure. So, Ryan, let's get to it. Let's get the important questions out of the way first. How much do you like Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, Dunkin' Donuts, man. I mean, it's... uh. It's good. It's have you ever had it before? They have it out there. Or? Yeah, um, they had it in the soccer stadium, and here in Aberdeen in Scotland, there's the Aberdeen Football Club. And I remember when I was a kid, that must be going back maybe fifteen, twenty years. They used to have an actual Dunkin' Donuts stand within the stadium, and then just one day it disappeared, and I could never get Dunkin' Donuts. And any time I see any American channels yeah. over here, when I get the chance, it just me yeah, you know, it, it's uh, it's certainly, it, it definitely looks pleasing from the advertisements. Um, <laughs> it's not as good as you think, but obviously I do have it a lot. Um, yeah. Kind of part of my daily routine, but yeah, it is good. It is good. Uh, but I have to say, I've been to Europe a few times and the tea over there, the, the coffee's a lot better than over here. Trust me. Trust me yeah. on that. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. That's for sure. <laughs> So with what you do and covering the Patriots, how did um, how did that come about? How did you get into the, the line of work that you're in with the, the journalism and such like? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, um, I'm 23 now. I uh, just graduated college last year. I have a work a full-time sales role out here. Um, but I was a, a sophomore in high school. I was probably, I don't know, 14, 15. I had my Twitter account, uh, which is my Twitter account now. Um, and just kind of ran into somebody that uh, I always had an interest in sports and was always following it and felt, you know, that's kind of when the social media kind of took off, Twitter and Facebook. And obviously Twitter is more of a place to express yourself. Um, but, yeah, I just started up a little blog. Um, it was I, – I, God, I forget the name now. But ended up kind of taking off on its own. Uh, obviously put some stuff out there. You kind of get what you put into and – here I am. Then I kind of joined, um, I did join Pat's Pulpit about three years ago and great team over there. Uh, obviously Burned, who runs the site, fantastic guy. He's over in, I, I believe Denmark. I could be wrong. He might kill me for that, but he's over <laughs> in Europe too. 
Uh, so he works extremely hard late into the night and, and, and just a great team of people uh, giving you some good past content. But yeah, it's, it kind of started. I kind of just let it work its way out and hoping to build a career out of it. Yeah, well, fingers crossed for you, man. Um, Thank you. I appreciate that. It's it's something I'd love to do myself, but I mean, oh, yeah. I've, I've got a few years on you yourself and with the family and things, you know, it's, I, I like, but I like my hobby. It is a, it is a hobby, I, much, uh, I, I must admit, and it's something I do love dearly when I, I get the chance to. I took a bit of time in the off season, um, COVID obviously hit in late March and I just didn't feel it, but now, you know, we're getting back in the season, camp started, and yeah, I'm good to go. Let's do this. I know, huh? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a long year, man, I'm sure for you and everybody else. Um, never was really worried about football season, you know, kind of getting canceled or anything. Obviously, be a little bit different with the, with the kind of protocols and things that are going into it, but uh, I think I speak for everybody. I'm, I'm super excited for this year. Um, you know, a lot of change, a lot of kind of that new era from the Patriots, and I'm sure we'll kind of dive into that in, in a few. Yeah, um, yeah. As you say, we'll get that in, into that in a little bit. But let's, <clears throat> excuse me, let's cover yourself a little bit more. Let's uh, big you up if we can. Um, I was looking at your your YouTube channel um, the other day when I decided let's get you on because you're, as I say, you're a good Twitter follower. If anyone's not following you, they should be. Um, you. Your work's great, um, but over on your um, on your YouTube channel, you've got some brewing stuff in there, and ice hockey and things, as well as the the pat stuff. Is where do you think your your love lies the most, so to speak? Is it is that ice hockey or is it? With, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I played. Uh, that was my sport growing up. Um, played uh, really. I think I was on skates. Right around the time I could walk. Um, it's obviously really big here in Massachusetts. It's kind of considered a hockey hotbed. A lot of guys in the NHL, um, especially my age group, are, um, are, are, are in the NHL from Massachusetts. Uh, so, yeah, I played all through high school. I also played baseball as well, and I went on to Southern New Hampshire University uh, and played hockey and baseball there at the collegiate level. Uh, obviously graduated and now I'm in the working world like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't quite work out, but uh, you know, that, that passion never dies. Uh, oh sure. yeah. It's, it's, you know, I had some fun with it, but you know, it's just, it's select few, right? I mean, it's uh, like I said, got to play with some cool kids. Uh, I got a couple of friends who were, you know, play, lucky enough to play in the NHL. So keep, keep, uh, keep in touch with them and see how things are going. And obviously I'm a fan first. Now I like watching all teams, but yeah, hockey's uh hockey's definitely my true love, but, uh, if there's one team I love to follow, it's the Patriots. But the Bruins are a close second. I, I love this time of year. Obviously, with the playoffs coming around, uh, it's been it's been a lot of fun, both the Bruins and the Celtics. Yeah, it's it's not very often that we actually get this. We're so, sort of spoiled for choice at the minute, especially with oh, as, for sure. You know, camp started as we say. Celtics are in the midst of the playoffs. Bruins are must have been so stoked the other night when they they got through the round two. I watched that game myself. I was. I was impressed with what I was watching. That was for sure. Yeah, they got a good team. Veteran presence for sure. They they definitely got what it takes to make a run. You know that that's kind of how hockey is, and what's what's so great about the sport. It's uh, you know, most most sports. I think when you get off the bus, um, you know, mainly the team that's most talented is going to win. But hockey, it's just how how well you can come together. And luckily, the Bruins have had such a great core for a long time with Bergeron, Chara, Marshawn, Krejci, Tuka. Daniel Chara, um, they're just a veteran group with with some youth mixed in there, and 
uh, they, they just know what it takes to win right now at, at this time of year. So, Yeah, I think they've got a, a good balance, but as you say, between the veterans and the youth. And, you know, they've got some great players coming through, like McAvoy and Pasternak. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, showed, yep, they're my themselves. age too. So it makes me, feel, makes me feel real good about myself watching them out there, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and for um, anyone that's looking to get into what you do, um, whether it be through a, a university degree, first of all, or just, you know, just taking the bull by the horns and run with it. What would you say is your sort of advice you'd pass on to any listeners that want to get into this as well? Yeah, I think uh, we're, we're, we're kind of blessed at a good time of right now. Sometimes obviously social media can be, it can be tough and it can be draining and, you know, there's some positives and negatives to it, but if you use it for the right reasons, I, I truly think it's got a lot of positives to it. Um, like I said, I, I kind of started my Twitter account uh, right at the midst of this when everybody kind of started jumping on and kind of ran with it. I would just say be yourself. Um, you know, don't uh, – sometimes you get caught up and other people's opinions may be different from yours, but I think if you have, you know, whatever you feel is the best way that, that – you know, for instance, I'll, I'll use an example, Jared Sidham, right? I mean, I've uh, – you know my stance on him. Everybody who follows me knows I, I'm, I'm, you know, really big on him. A fourth round pick, really done nothing in the in the NFL. But you know, st- stand by your gut and just work hard and be yourself. Um, like I said earlier, I think we're at a good time of with social media. If you use it for the right reasons, you have a, a you know, a better chance than you did a couple of years ago to to build a following and get yourself out there. You can network yourself where you weren't, you know, able to in past years for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think it's. We've probably like MySpace and things was the, the start of the network, and then obviously Facebook come along and Twitter's just exploded. And it's yeah, it's definitely a lot easier than uh, than it was for the guys that are you know another ten twenty years older than us, maybe even slightly less um, sure. than that. But yeah, so no, it's it's good advice, Ryan. It's something that. Um, put yourself out there and the worst you can do is someone says no and you just get up and try again, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Stick to your guns, man. I mean, every, no one, if everybody's agreeing with you, especially in this industry, you're probably not doing a great job. <laughs> and too many. Yes, man. It, it's never a good idea. I think. No. And so with the, um, as we've said about Patriots camp and we're preseason, there's been COVID-19 going around with protocols and dropouts and all sorts. So let's dive into that a little bit. And I know it's early days, but how's camp been so far and how have you found it covering it with the coronavirus and, you know, these Zoom meeting type calls and seminars and things they're doing for journalists just now? Yeah, so I haven't had the chance to get down there, unfortunately. Um, you know, in past years, I was able to get a little bit of access and get get some field pass and see see, you know, with my own eyes. But um, you know, considering the circumstances, it's, it's, uh, it looks like it's not a possibility this year to get down there. Um, mm-hmm. but obviously following around just like everybody else through Twitter. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, it's definitely a different year, right? I mean, anytime you turn the page to, from a franchise guy and, a, and, and the greatest player to ever do it, arguably the greatest athlete, most accomplished for sure. Um, it certainly has a lot of optimism to it. And, um, you know, I'm excited though. I'm excited. I think it's a new era. Uh, whoever they kind of go with, I'll, I'll trust their instincts. Obviously, you have the best coach of all time, and and Belichick. And regardless of who's lining up on either side of the ball, you know, you have to trust him that he'll get those guys ready to go. Yeah, I think so. And um, as you say, whoever he decides to go with, whether it's the quarterback we're speaking about, or you know, 
right tackle or whatever, I'm sure they'll pick the right guys. And um, maybe the guys that we should possibly be looking out for that are making less of a splash than they were pre- in previous years are the un- undrafted guys and the, the rookies from the later rounds. And, you know, with Jacoby Myers and Gunnar were probably the two stories that came out of camp last year. Um, do you think it could be the turn of Jeff Thomas? Do you, does he make your 53-man roster? You know, I did have him on there. I did. And, um, you know, obviously he missed the first couple of days of camp, which I think Bill Belichick noted today to, I believe it was Mike Giardi's question about, you know, I think it was mainly towards Jared Siddham just because of the turnovers this week and, you know, kind of how they view things considering there's no preseason and practice just got that much more important. Um, you know, I think it's not, it's not the end of the world that he missed this week. It looked like they were kind of just running and gunning out there and working on some things. I think next week they'll kind of turn it up a notch a little bit, be a little bit more physical. Um, I do, I do, I do have him on my 53, I think, uh, but it, it will be tough. It'll be interesting. You know, if you ask me this sometime next week, it might be different. Uh, obviously Gunnar Olszewski got a lot of praise from Bill Belichick today. He's a guy who I have on the team. It's just, an, it's just, a, you know, how many wide receivers are they going to take? You have to figure you know, uh, Demir Bird, Mohamed Sanu, Julian Edelman, Nikhil Harry, who's missed in three days, and, and uh, Jacoby Myers, those five are locks to make the team. Granted, you know, some guys could start on pop or IR and things like that, which could open up a spot. And then you got guys like Gunnar Olszewski and Jeff Thomas and Devin Ross, who, um, you know, have looked good in camp. Those two, Gunnar and uh, Devin Ross, uh, those guys are fighting for spots. And, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I do have Gunnar and Jeff Thomas both making the team. Yeah, for myself, with my projections, I think Thomas makes the team. I'm not sure about Gunnar. He's he's on the bubble for me so far. As you say, the, the first two or three days you that we've seen this week, um, they're, the stories are up and down. It's this guy this day, that guy another day. Um, it could be someone else next week. It could be Ross's turn next week to be the hype guy that maybe makes the team. It's... It's all exciting stuff, um, regardless. And but with those types of guys, and in relation to years gone by, do you think they're going to get a fair crack at it, or as you say, the the five that you said that are absolute locks? Because more more often than not, it's probably because they are the veterans of the team. Do you think the veterans are the ones that are going to win out over the the rookies, or how do you see it maybe going? Yeah, I think it's difficult to say right now for sure. But I think, um, you know, the Patriots have had a, a long, you know, streak of I think it's 16 straight years an undrafted free agent has made the team and multiple, obviously, guys like J.C. Jackson and Adam Butler, Jacoby Myers, Gunnar Olszewski, just to name a few of the past few years. Um, it's definitely going to be tougher for those guys this year, the undrafted kids coming in because of the lack of preseason. You saw how much. Jacoby Myers stood out and Gunnar Olszewski and Jared Stidham even last year, even though he was a lock to make the team, he beat out Brian Hoyer and forced them to part ways with him to open up another roster spot for guys. So I think that's where it gets difficult for guys in the bubble is the lack of preseason, which means practice just, you know, got that much more important. And they have to hope that, you know, when they do get an opportunity in practice that they have to do their absolute best and stand out to the coaching staff in order for them to trust them enough. Yeah. And I have, all of those guys and maybe some others we haven't mentioned out the all the 70 odd um, players they've got on the roster at a minute and obviously they'll they'll cut that back but who do you think takes the field this year that you're going to be most excited to see um, run out over the hash lines yeah for me um, and I'll say in the rookies I think it's Josh Uche 
Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a guy who many felt he could slide into the back end of the first round. Um, and then obviously with Dante Hightower opting out and the loss of Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins, and Landon Roberts, that linebacker room is, is loaded with a lot of youth and inexperience. I think that's a guy who can step in. He's athletic enough, can play off the ball. They had him on the edge a little bit. Kind of a chess piece on that defense that should be able to blossom and, and contribute right away. I know he wasn't used to the best of his ability at Michigan. He was kind of a sub-edge rusher, kind of played in some packages, but super athletic. Um, you know, there's a my favorite clip of him is chasing down K.J. Hamler in the slot at Penn State mm-hmm. last year just to show his speed. I mean, that's, that's incredible. Um, I think he's kind of that modernized uh, linebacker that can cover and, and also rush the passer. Um, I'm interested to see him and how much he can, you know, it's tough with no on-field work this offseason considering the circumstances, but if he can step in and contribute right away, that's big news for the Patriots this year and beyond. Yeah, I think so. And it's, I'm so pleased that you said Josh Uche. is the one for me out of all the rookies <laughs> this year that I'm looking forward most to seeing. I've said it on other podcasts um, previously, mainly – well, partly because of his talent uh, him, within himself. And as you say, his, his speed in that is up there with the best of them. But I think a hidden factor for Josh will be that Chase Winovich is by his side. They were obviously all yep. teammates together at Michigan. For sure. And I think that helps Josh learn things quicker than anyone else because, you know, he's got that confidant to rely on and that shoulder to lean on that then you know, brings him up to speed a lot quicker than someone else who's brand new, doesn't know anyone in the building at all, going in with like a deer in headlights, so to speak, you know, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm so pleased that you said Josh there. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see him, obviously, and a lot of guys, second, you know, Joan Bentley, who's kind of being forced to take over that leadership role, that room being just the longest tenured linebacker, considering it's only his third year in the league and second year really after getting hurt in week three. Uh, but yeah, it should be, uh, it's definitely a year where we're going to see a lot of guys get opportunities that maybe they wouldn't have given the, the normal circumstances of a season. Yeah, the opt-outs um, have sh- for sure played a huge part in this. And how much of a factor do you see it being, whether it be on the field as to how the team performs and or just as you mentioned, how much of a chance that some of the guys would get that they wouldn't normally yeah, I think it starts – I mean, really, the offense hasn't looked great, it seems like, this week. Obviously, it's early, and there's a lot of new pieces in there, especially starting at the quarterback position. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a little bit of last year. They're going to lean on their defense a lot, and obviously when you lose guys like Chung and Hightower who have played a ton of games and a ton of snaps on that defense, it's just a lot of guys are going to have to step up. But they still have the best secondary in the league. They have the most depth in the league at that position. Um, and that's how they'll beat you. I think they're going to have to rely on their defense a lot, regardless of who, you know, Stidham, Hoyer, or Newton takes the job. I think you'll see them take a little bit, you know, maybe move the football a little bit better um, in terms of passing the ball. I think, you know, they were limited to Tom's skill set last year, and they couldn't really gain separation. You hope they can get that from guys like Sanu and Edelman healthy and Harry hopefully taking that second-year step and Jacoby Myers. Uh, but I think it'll be a lot of last year. I think there'll be some growing pains early on, um, and guys are just going to have to adapt. I think so. I think you're right. Uh, it's just 
it's all new, effectively, in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. the, the the old man's out the door now, so someone's got to I step know. up and, and do it. And so moving away from all the, the COVID stuff we've spoken about there and on to this fascinating battle that is taking place between the quarterbacks. And I guess you can throw Hoyer in there to a certain extent, but generally speaking, it will be between Cam and Jarrett. Um after what the news that came out today, which uh, um, you can go into a little bit about as well, Ryan, does that make it inevitable that um, Cam becomes number one, or is it just a bit of smoke and mirrors till till next week and something else changes again? Yeah, I mean, it it definitely hurts uh, hurts Jared's chances for sure. Um, I do th- I don't think it's the end all be all for him. Um, it seems like. You know, there were some reports coming out that he had been to the hospital to check out a, a leg. Seems like it's his hip or groin. Um, obviously, that came back negative. And he, he, Josh McDaniel said today in his press conference that I was happy to be on that he wanted to go. He wanted to be out there and, and throwing. But it was sort of a laid-back practice, a lot of walkthroughs and, and kind of going half speed. There wasn't pads. They have tomorrow off. Um, you know, obviously had a, you know, had some good days, some good moments in camp this week, but also had some bad days, seven interceptions. You can't do that. Uh, there's one thing Bill Belichick hates is turning the football over. You're not going to find a way on the field doing that. Uh, I think it's more so, you know, the way he missed today, maybe, uh, Hey, I can go, but it's, you know, maybe the coaching staff, Josh said, Bill hold, held him out. Hey, you know, we have tomorrow off. We're going half speed here. Take a day, reassess, get your mind right. Um, don't, you know, we're not going to force anything. Don't hurt yourself. We have tomorrow off being Saturday, get ready to go week two. We're going to ramp this thing up. But, um, as far as the, the, the battle, uh, obviously, you know my stance. I, I'm rooting for Jarrett just because um, I've been a fan of his. I think he, the way he goes about his business is, is kind of that Patriot mentality. He's very quiet, uh, all business. Um, can he lead? Can he get guys around him to believe in him? That, that'll come, and that'll come from his presence on the field, which um, you know guys have spoken highly of. But um, I think we'll know the starter if we haven't now. If, uh, I think we'll know in a few weeks. It, it, really at the end of next week when they start to ramp things up. And if Jared is fully healthy and a full goal, like Josh said uh, today, um, it'll be interesting to see the reps and who's running with who with the ones and twos next week. But I still think they'll, um, they'll give both guys a chance, even Brian too, who's kind of been the best quarterback sneakily of the group. Um, Jared's had some really mm-hmm. good days, some bad days. Cam's kind of been, you know, nothing standing out the page and jumping at you like, Wow but he also hasn't been bad. It seems like he's kind of slow and steady learning the playbook, learning how to adapt here. And Brian's been here for forever. So it's obviously uh, comes naturally to him. Uh, but yeah, I think we'll find out in the, in, really in a week. I mean, they're three and a half weeks out till week one, that platoon idea um, that kind of got thrown out there. I don't know how serious, you know, Bill really didn't say much into that. That was kind of just gave it a breath and gave something to talk about at the position. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I wouldn't rule it out. I really wouldn't just with the, with the preseason and you really can't get these guys on a field and game action to really see what they can. You know, I was always, uh, I threw out the idea last when they really signed Cam, like, Hey, the league is trending towards not, you know, hundred percent of the time, a two quarterback mix, but you see guys like Taysom Hill and Marcus Mariota now signing in Oakland, and Jalen Hurts getting drafted in the third round of Philadelphia when they have a franchise guy in Carson Wentz, uh, is Bill starting to adapt? You know, can you see Jarrett Sidham take 65 to 70% 70% of the snaps? Um, Obviously a better thrower, very raw, you know, natural arm talent from him, 
then you get in some of these goal to goal, these, these situations where you need that big body and can kind of make the defense on their toes a little bit and get them guessing you bring Cammons in certain, certain packages. But um, I know I rambled a lot there, but I think, um, you know, guys, are, they, they, both of those guys are still going to get a chance. It'll be interesting to see if Jarrett's out there Sunday when they're back in pads and, and, and a full go. Cause if he's not soon, it's Cam Newton's job to lose. And I, and I truly think if he, if, Cam Newton is is Cam Newton. He should win that job. I don't think you rambled on at all, Ryan. I think uh, you've <laughs> given a good assessment there of what's going on um, between the three of them uh, as the battle continues. Um, yeah, Bill said about, you know, he was asked the question about this whole platoon idea and splitting reps and things. He said, well, at some point, you know, we are going to ramp it up and one will take precedence over the other. Over the other but Again, the who knows how the hoodie's mind works, you know. It could yeah. again, it could be just smoke and mirrors and it will be something of you know, various packages will include one or the other, but for some reason I just can't see it happening. It's not something Me that, neither. Really, it's yeah. not something they've really done okay. They've had Brady who's probably the greatest of all time at his position, um, and this is a new era, but yeah, as much as I want to plant my flag with Jarrett because he was one of the first um, people I spoke about on this podcast. My very first episode was with a friend of mine and we sat down and looked at all his tape between um, himself and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and they look really similar in a lot they do. of ways. I do. And yeah, it's, I brought that idea up um, early in quarantine. I watched uh, a lot of film on both of them. I think hmm. uh, both of those guys have a lot of similarities. They, they really do. Yeah, and it's why I like Janet because obviously I think Garoppolo could have been the the QB one by now. Maybe rumblings that we we've heard about were true or not. I'm not sure, but he ultimately got traded, so you know that that's him gone. So we've got to just continue with what's there in front of you, I guess. And yeah, so I'd love Jarrett to get it, but for some reason I just can't see it. And I think Camel went out, and that's. That's my stance I'm going with with a few weeks before game one. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah. But with, there was another veteran that was taken in in the last couple of weeks and by the name of Lamar Miller. Um, what do you know and have seen of, or not seen of him since he's, uh, he's on pop for now? Do you think he's actually in to you know, be part of the team and contribute? Or do you think he's just there to, get Sonny Michelle and Damian Harris, get the wind up them a little bit, and then, the, you know, Miller doesn't even make the 53 sort of thing. Yeah, I, I think it depends on Sonny Michelle's health, and it doesn't seem like he'll be ready for week one. He's probably a candidate to start at least on pop, maybe even IR. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Lamar Miller's a guy. I think he was tremendously underrated throughout his career. Uh, I think he's had 190-plus carries every year since 2013, and, you know, James White is obviously fantastic in his role, but you just you can't overuse him because you need him on the field in those crucial passing downs. And I don't think his body can take a workload. Same with Rex Burkhead. Obviously, his injury history, he's more of a Swiss Army knife. Um, if you get Lamar Miller in there, factor in Damian Harris, get him some experience this year and some carries, I think that's a good mix for some early down backs. Uh, Miller can chip in in the passing game as well. Uh, so you get a whole new element there. Um, and then obviously James White in those third downs and those passing downs. Um, but yeah, I do think he makes the team. Uh, obviously he's on pop. I've seen videos of him kind of training. He seems to be healthy and you know, when he's on his game and, and healthy, he's a, he's a very good player in this league. 
Yeah, he definitely is, and he, he's, he's somebody that frustrates me for personal reasons than anything else, because I, I took him in a fantasy league last year, and then he obviously went down very early, <laughs> and that was my chances gone as soon as, as, well, it was between him and Tyreek Hill went down the first few weeks as well of last season. Them two were my sort of my stud players for the league and that was it game over see you later I'm, I'm done for the year <laughs> so but those are the away, worst those are the worst yeah exactly but taking away the the personal reasons um, he's been what over a thousand yards every season as you say a hundred night carries plus in every year yeah it's it's like the cam pickup, but just for a different position. I mean, how can you say no to at least kicking the tires on the guy and seeing if it for works sure. out? And if it doesn't, then it's probably better in minimum, and you're not really losing out in that much, especially with the amount of cap that they've got at the moment. For sure, yeah. And is there any other narratives or stories that you've seen develop, or maybe anyone else hasn't picked up on yet that you're keeping a close eye on? Um. You know, I think it goes uh the the kicking situation. I think it's interesting. Roar Wasser kicked on Monday during the media availability, went three for five, I think, from forty plus, and one of those that went in, he kind of banked it in. It wasn't a great kick. He hasn't kicked yet all week. He was on a stationary bike all day today. So um I thought it was interesting they didn't bring in a kicker, a veteran guy. I thought uh, you know, when Guskowski was here as a rookie, um they they brought in a rookie, uh, a veteran guy to kind of push him, make him earn it a little bit, have a guy there to, to kind of groom him. Um, but no, we haven't seen much of Roar Wasser, and that's a tough uh, kind of going from Marshall. That's a long ways from Foxborough and kicking in a, um, you know, an NFL game with very little on-field experience. Mm. Yeah, it'll be an interesting to watch. Now, I read something just um, before we started chatting that um, Guskowski's apparently turned down two teams um, that wanted to bring him in, he, he said no to them. So it seems. So uh, that, yeah, I yeah, I did see that Zolak just floated that around. Ah, uh, it was maybe Zolak I seen on Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah it's it an Zolak interesting one. It. Yeah, but, it is. I don't know what his plan is. Obviously, he had the hip problem. Um, I guess maybe they have them him there as like a hey, if things get bad, you're our first calls. Obviously, had a lot of success here and. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if it's that's tough. Kicking is all a head game. So mm. if you bring in Gaskowski right away, if Roarwasser struggles, it's kind of that that might be it for him, yeah. right? So um, it's an interesting situation. Obviously, the way they handle kickers, you have to be careful uh, because it is mental, and they have to be able to hit, make their kicks. Uh, but I'll be interesting to see if there's a move there in the coming weeks before week one. Mm. And bigging up the Scottish guys a little bit, um, I see Graham Gonneau signed a, a one-year deal with the Giants. Um, so, yep. again, it could have been along your, your thinking of getting a veteran in. It could have been him that was the one that was there pushing Rorwasser along. But he's obviously gone to New York and you know, keep a, keep an eye on him for, from my point of view anyway, see how he gets on. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so looking at the season of um, Overall, Ryan, how do you think that the the Patriots will do? Do you still view them as the the number one in the East, or as the narrative seems yeah. to go? And as the are the Bills the ones that are sort of taking over this year? Is that just because Brady's gone and they've decided to say that we're we're done now? No, I think when you win the division, eighteen out of twenty years, obviously you had Tom Brady there, so that has a lot to do with it. But you still have Bill Belichick. Um, I think the Bills, uh, very good team, made the playoffs last year, surprised a lot, very good defense. 
obviously starts with Trey White and then Oliver and Sean McDermott's done a fantastic job there. And then they go out and they add Stephon Diggs to add to John Brown, who was, I believe, top five in receiving yards last year. So they definitely got some gunner speed and, and, and a team on the rise. It's just a lot lies on Josh Allen. If Josh Allen can't take that leap, kind of like we saw Baker Mayfield last year, I don't really see the Bills as a threat until they could prove it to me. So, yes, it, you know, when you have the same coach, and I know Tom's gone, and there's a lot of turnover from last year, um, you're still the favorite in the East. I, I really do. I think if they don't win the East, um, I, yeah, it's, it, I'd have to say, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's valid points, and it's definitely something. Allen's the the key for me. I mean, if he performs like he, he did in the playoff game last year, where it was in their hands, effectively, to, to move on past the Texans, and he just looked totally bemused. And that run, stroke, throw, pass thing, whatever he even dared to try and do, I don't know what it was. I don't think anyone knew even himself. If that's the sort of things that you're doing when you're under pressure, then you know what chance have you got of making your team succeed, really? For sure. No, yeah, I definitely agree with that. And so if they come out of the East um, as the number one and obviously into the playoffs, how far do you realistically see them going? Yeah, I think that's a tough question to answer right now. I think there's just so much <laughs> uncertainty kind of going on this year and considering, you know, COVID and the pandemic and everything that goes along with it, you really don't know how guys are going to adjust and who's going to be available week to week. Uh, but I think best case scenario, you get in, you win a game and, you know, you kind of roll the dice and see what happens. I mean, look at the Titans last year. No one expected them to go on that run. You get hot at the right time, you get some good matchups and your defense can perform and you get a quarterback in there that can, you know, not make mistakes and, and make their correct throws and reads and just kind of take care of the football, which I think they'll take that approach if Jarrett's the guy. Um, you know, the, this, I think, uh, put it this way, if they, they win the division and win a playoff game, that's an extremely impressive year considering the turnover they've had and, and the new quarterback and kind of that new era beginning to start. I think so. I think, um, I don't think they're getting near the AFC championship, unfortunately, but it's once you get through through the division into the playoffs, um, a saying that always goes a long way over here is take it one game at a time. So just concentrate on the next opponent, see how you get on. If you get through that one, next, next, next. And you never know, they might surprise everyone and end up in the, the championship game and even the Super Bowl. But I'm not going to be disappointed if they don't get there. I'm not one of these fans that have fallen off the bandwagon, so to speak, and are um, going to support the Bucks. Uh, it's not going to be me anytime soon, but at the same time, I'm not one of these that are still going to be, well, where the Patriots would deserve to be in the Super Bowl every year. Nobody deserves to be there. That's, I know, you got to earn it. you got to earn that, it. That's been proven over the last 20 years, and the success didn't just come overnight, and they worked hard at it, and I'm sure without Brady, as you say, they've still got Belichick, they're still going to be there to work hard, and we'll see how it goes. But looking across... Sure. Looking across the way at the NFC, who have you got your eye on coming out the, there this year that's potential Super Bowl contenders for yourself? Yeah, the, the NFC is uh, is super, super interesting. I think it's a very competitive conference. Obviously, for years it was the Patriots that dominated over here and you had Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore. Uh, but over there, obviously, you know, San Francisco came kind of came out of nowhere last year. 
Um, Seattle's very good. Obviously, acquired Jamal Adams. He'll be able to change the way they play defense a little bit. They get athletic. Um, you know, and then, you know, in the East, it's wide open between Philly and Dallas and, you know, Green Bay, Chicago. It, it, it's in, it gets interesting. I mean, for a team like me, um, and, I, and I wouldn't say it's, they're more a contender, but I think it could be a team to surprise and win some games and maybe push for a playoff spot. I'm interested to see Arizona. I, I was a big Kyler Murray fan coming out of the draft. Obviously, he has a ton of weapons on the outside with, you know, Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, the trade for Kenyon Drake, and then you factor in Kyler Murray's avail- uh, ability to extend the pocket and make plays with his legs. That's a team that's on the rise, uh, obviously drafted Isaiah Simmons, who I thought was one of the best players in the draft. Uh, chess piece on defense can play literally anywhere, uh, but obviously a very tough division with, you know, the Rams and, and the Niners and, and Seattle. Um, that's a team for me that I'm very interested to see watch. And then obviously the Buccaneers, right? I mean, with Tom down there and Gronk, uh, I'm interested to see how he does and, and how he adapts to a new place. And, you know, I'm rooting for him. Uh, I think a guy who, you know, uh, it's brought me so much joy. I mean, he, he took over when his first Super Bowl, I was four years old. So, uh, super emotional when he left, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> like a piece of me left, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, as much as it sucks not seeing him here and finish out here, I, I am rooting for him and, and wish him nothing but the best. I really do. Well, cool. Well, we'll um, keep an eye on that and, um, maybe your predictions come, come true towards the, the end of the season. And, but Ryan, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on, man. Um, before I let you go, though, just tell everyone your Twitter and where they can find your work um, so they can come and see how good you are at what you're doing. <laughs> for sure. Thank you again for having me on. And like I said earlier, um, appreciate the support over there. I, I, I love seeing Patriots fan across the globe. You guys do a great job. And um, I, like I said, I love when, when you followed me, I, I had to follow you back just because I knew, um, you know, I, I got family over there in Europe, so. I love the I love the fandom and the and the people you know tuning in every week. I know sometimes with the schedule you're up late watching, and that that's you know it, it's yep. easy to watch games at one and four <laughs> o'clock, but it gets harder when they're eleven, twelve, one o'clock at night. And you know with you staying up watching and being a fan, I, I really appreciate that, and that's that's true dedication right there. So be proud of yourself. But uh, yeah, Ryan underscore Spags on Twitter. Uh, I got a podcast that comes out every Friday morning with uh, Pat Lane, who's also a, a contributor to Pat's Pulpit. Uh, patspulpit.com is where my work is uh, but yeah interact with me I love uh, love talking uh, Patriots primarily but really any sports uh, like I said uh, a big hockey fan uh, big big uh, big Bruins guy so I'm um, interested to see how everything pans out and you know I think I speak for everyone here I'm excited for some football regardless if Jarrett's a guy or, or Cam's a guy I think it'll be a cool year yeah and fingers crossed we've got at least one championship coming back uh, yeah um, we this need year. One, man. It's, it's been a while it's been two years it's been too too long <laughs> <laughs> well fingers crossed and thanks again man thank you matt take care we'll talk soon okay you too cheers well thanks once again to our guest there ryan spagnoli it is just me as i said at the start it's no jake this episode hopefully we'll get jake back on the next one it depends how busy he is with work uh, it's just not worked out with recording schedules this week. So I think it's maybe myself, um, this one, and possibly the next podcast as well. But we'll wait and see how that works out. But yeah, it's just me, Matt. No Jake. You can find us on Twitter, though, at PatchChatUK. Remember, folks, to rate, review, and subscribe. And until next time, see ya!